This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Rejoice! Rejoice! Hallelujah! Hey! Ho! Billy-o! Hey! Ho! Billy-o! That's right, everybody. It's the Billy-o is back edition of the Six Rings and Football Things podcast brought to you by your friends at WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. We got Nick Fitzy Stevens, we got Andy Jumbo Hart, and we got a brand spanking new offensive coordinator. All right, well, it's the same coordinator that we had a little over a decade ago, but you'll always remember this particular day, Tuesday, January 24th, 2023, when you found out that Bill O'Brien had indeed been brought back as OC and QBC of the NEP. Andy, it was the most obvious story and newsline in Boston, as anyone who's watching on YouTube can now see that a dog has just entered. Is that Billy O? <laughs> Billy O, come here. My buddy. God, that's Billy O's music. He just came through the door. Oh, God. No, that's uh, that's my dog. Uh, okay. uh, ben, who we should probably call Scratchy, since he always scratches at the door during the podcast. And but he, like gonna... most people, lost interest in us. <laughs> but I am not going to start hurling F-bombs at this particular Scratchy, unlike Tom Brady last night uh that's right billy o'brien is back we all thought it was going to happen it was only a matter of time it seemed the most obvious candidate was the right candidate all along um what's your what was your initial thought like what took so long about time okay first step in the right direction where were you at happiness happiness is getting what you want to some degree and it took a year and we can just you know bury that ball of a year wash it as water under the bridge whatever but everybody, it, it's sort of the tale of two seasons, too. Like, you didn't get what you wanted last year. Now it's like transparency, releases, blood for the mob. Oh, we get Billy O. It's like you're getting what you wanted. So now next up on the to-do list, give me a wide receiver that I think is a true number one. But we'll leave that for another podcast of another day. No, I just, I, I tweeted out this morning, like, can, you know, on, on Twitter, like, can people be devil's advocate? Like, what's the downside to Billy O.? This and, can't be as great as we all think it's going to be. Especially right? for me, like for me, who says like, this is so obvious. This is so perfect. He knows Alabama. He knows New England. He knows Belichick. He knows Mac. Like, put it in a blender and we have an offense that should be better. I don't know how much better. I'm not willing to say like, oh, number one offense in the NFL. No, 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 no. We can start to figure out how good Mac is. We can start to figure out how good the personnel is. But the offense should not be the poop show that it was last year. It should not be fodder for Dan Orlovsky and Kurt Warner each week to do their little YouTube or Twitter videos just mocking the spacing and the play calling and the lack of consistency. So I know there's a small minority that doesn't like it. And I know, you know, our guy Mike Rodak told us and the Alabama fans are, are glad to be rid of him. Mm -hmm. Well, 
then this is the perfect story because you're glad to be rid of him, and most New England fans are glad to have him and bring some legitimacy to the offense. One man's trash can often be another man's treasure. And in this particular case, I, I, as far as Bill O'Brien goes, like, look, I, I, I've advocated for this on the radio, on our pod many a times that I just want tried, true, to traditional, and successful. Give me the most boring yet proven hires you can make. That's why I'd be cool with Doug Marone, although we found out one of the other four offensive coordinator candidates, Adrian Clem, is actually sort of getting a second interview. Now he'll actually be uh, interviewed for potential offensive line coaching, which is also potentially a great step for the Patriots. But Bill O'Brien was ob always and most obviously the answer like you said, because of his familiarity with Mac, because of his friendship with Belichick, because of his knowledge of from the offense, the stadium, the Kraft family, where the locker room is, everything. What the Patriots have just done is more than just like duct taped on the bumper that was hanging off of the car. They took it into the shop and they got a nice brand. They got some good body work done. They have stabilized the offense. Now they can look to improve the personnel do what they need to do to compete with an AFC where hell man, like there's four or five high quality young quarterbacks that are going to be leading dynamic offenses for years, if not decade pluses to come that you're going to have to contend with. So you best get someone in the building that can start maximizing the product or the guy that they have under center and get in the competition. Cause they were so far from it this past year. Yeah. It, it just, it was sort of a forgettable, laughable, but unforgettable year all in one like mm -hmm. you'll never forget it but you're probably better off just forgetting it for everybody involved like mac bill matt everybody yeah that was the, that's why the doug kide tweet our pal claire on a claire perspective this morning reminded me that the perfect tweet was doug kide putting out like will smith with that little red fob from men in black like all pats fans should just look at that yep. forget 2022 happened it is a lost season but it's done it's reviewed now kid we are on to 2023 and now finding out what Mac Jones can truly be. And you know this, I'm biased. I like Billy O personally, professionally. I think he's a really smart coach. I think, you know, the, the things he's done at various stops are sort of Brian Debolian, if that's a word. Debolian. Okay. That's, you know, I'll, I'll work with Bolian. Debolian. Yes. Not Polian. Um, but he has, because I do think people forget, because one of the, the little criticisms is like, this is another Belichick, friend of Belichick, pipeline guy. No, no, he, he was an offensive coordinator in college before he ever stepped foot in Gillette Stadium and with the New England Patriots. And then everything after that, I'm sorry, he stood on his own two feet at Penn State for two tough years in the arguably one of the worst situations in the history of coaching he stepped into. And that was all on him. And you know, the, the trials and tribulations, the ups, the downs of his tenure in Houston is interesting. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot on his resume to believe that he has the one thing, the very, very one thing that Matt Patricia didn't have experience. Mm -hmm. Like he has experience leading offenses in so many different ways and adjusting to different personnels, injuries, F ups, backup quarterback, star quarterback, athletic quarterback non-athletic quarterback like everything you could look for he has dealt with and that was my argument against basically Matt Patricia like not that he's not smart not that he you know Bill said he good coach the good coach I agree good coach can be a good coach but that doesn't mean he's an expert that doesn't mean he's qualified for that actual job Bill O'Brien is as qualified I would argue 
as any candidate you could have possible. Like I, I don't, can you think of a more qualified, just forget the connection, like just his resume. Is there a more <clears throat> qualified candidate? No, someone who just came from the school Mac Jones was at, who's previously engaged in playbook discussions with him since Mac helped him learn the playbook on the fly. He's been in New England, head coach, college coach, collegiate offensive coordinator, professional offensive coordinator, like every uh, innovator, intelligent, friendly to the local area. Also, like we know he works in this market. One of the things that the Red Sox have been tone deaf on, one of the things that people often overlook with the finicky fans of Foxborough, Boston sports in New England, Bill O'Brien works here. He fits here. He's one of us. He's a grinder. He's funny. He's smart. He's surly. He's emotional. He's temperamental. He's a grinder. He's a competitor. Like every little thing that you want, like you said, and then some, Andy, every box you want checked for somebody who needs to come help stabilize the offense, stabilize the organization. And as Matt Patricia tried to reverse engineer an offense last year, now Billy O has to basically grab the frigate that had been steered into the side of the canal and just slowly over the next few weeks, start to turn it around, erase everything that had gotten done, start putting back in the successful pieces and elements of a functional offense, and then add personnel, then innovate, then get to the grind of trying to compete against Buffalo, Cincinnati, Kansas city, Jacksonville, chargers, etc. Okay. So, I think everybody or the the majority believe this is a good hire, perfect hire, great hire, first step towards a successful uh, offseason in New England. Yeah, and you weren't going to hire as as nice as that offensive process was. Pardon me for just jumping in, but like as the interview process, it's great that we all, you and I, both thought the candidates were actually pretty interesting. McCardell, Sean Jefferson, uh, internally Nick Cayley, who apparently Rap Sheet said was the leading internal candidate, and and had a great interview. This is the one that makes the most sense of all. And it wasn't just a dog and pony show, even if they wanted to meet with it. They wanted to hire him all along. So let's uh, touch on the opposite end of the spectrum, just for the full discussion's sake. The responses okay. I got to the downside, devil's advocate side, like why mm -hmm. isn't this good? The one that I put in my tweet sort of chumming the water was just simply you were looking for completely fresh new blood. You were looking for... Sean Jefferson, who's never been a coordinator, but is an offensive mind, a former receiver, has bounced around, has Cliff Kingsbury background, like those things. Okay, you're not getting that with Billy O'Brien. But nope. I also think you went with as fresh a blood as you could have last year. So maybe you didn't want to go so fresh. Send this back. Could you cook it a little? Could you cook this just a yeah. little bit? It's a little bloody for my liking. Um, you blanked around and you found out. Enough right. with the blanking around. Right. So the next one was... This is the most common response. Oh, there goes D Hop, which I don't know if that's true or not true. I know Mark Daniels had a little blurb about um, mm -hmm. an executive that says maybe they could work together, but let's just go with the theory they can't. Let's just go with the easy, simple. He traded him, he compared him to Aaron Hernandez. Like, nope, we don't want this. So I'd rather have the coach than D Hop personally, because I think. You can find another receiver. You may even have receivers that you think are good enough under Billy O. A, agree. I definitely want the coordinator just because there may be a receiver you could find in the draft. Uh, like we said, the free agent class isn't great. Uh, you could maybe make a trade for somebody, although maybe Cincinnati gets to the Super Bowl this year and says, uh, we don't want to break this core up, and they find a way to kick that proverbial cash can down the curb for a couple more seasons. I definitely would like the coordinator more, Andy. 
And to your point, we don't really know what these receivers, I mean, we know what they are, but we don't really know what they can all be together because they were so unbelievably dysfunctional and unhappy all last season. Maybe we can get Kendrick Bourne back to his 2021 numbers and maybe beyond. Maybe Devontae Parker can come within a sniff of his 2019 numbers in Miami as a big outside target. Maybe Tyquan Thornton can become uh, a vertical threat or a horizontal threat or, or both. Who knows? And how about Ramondre Stevenson? What could he possibly make of Ramondre Stevenson? Because last year, you didn't have anybody innovative coming up with plays for him. He was just he was just overused because there was no other alternative uh, with a fa- with an invisible pass game and a failing run game as the season progressed. Yes, so uh, I couldn't agree more that I'm willing to give up a year or two of D Hop for Billy O'Brien. But I mentioned a year or two that was the next most common uh, downside. Well, if he's as good as we think he is, he's going to be looking for another job in a year or two. Okay, uh, uh, and. A, I think anybody would be like Ben Johnson. No one, that's his name, right? The guy, the offensive coordinator in Detroit who eschewed going to Carolina to go back to Detroit for one more season. No one knew his name a year ago. This year, he's turning down head coaching jobs. You, it's that quick in the NFL, especially on the offensive side of the ball. When you become the next big thing on offense, you have the opportunity within a year to go to a head coach. And so that's a risk you'd run with Sean Jefferson. If Sean Jefferson comes in here, and all of a sudden, Mac Jones throws for 5,000 yards and the Patriots are one of the best offenses in football. You don't think Sean Jefferson's getting coaching opportunities? Have fun storming the castle. Right. Yeah, he's gone. No, he no. he gone. I actually think the opposite. I think the things we've heard about Billy O wanting to live in New England, wanting to live in Massachusetts, wanting to return home might buy you more time, might be even more of a perfect candidate who might want to be here longer. Forget about coaching, waiting promises or anything like that. Like I'm just talking about Maybe he wants to settle down for a few years and have some consistency with his family. And as I've mentioned, his son is playing baseball at Tufts next year. Maybe he wants to stay here for a couple of years to watch him play D3 baseball in the NESCAC, whatever. I actually think Billy O, you run the risk of losing anybody. Good enough season, and you run it with Billy O. If they have a great year, same thing. If Mac is the best quarterback in football next year and wins the MVP, some team might throw five you know, $10 million a year for the next 10 years at Billy O. And he might have to say, well, I know, honey, we talked about living here for a couple of years, but that's a hundred million dollars they're offering. Like, yeah. Like how do you feel about Carolina this time? You know, a lot of people are retired to the Carolinas. They say it's going to be the new Florida. Right. So I, I just think that argument that you might lose him is, is just not a very legitimate one. Um, for the you could be looking, Andy, at the next coach of the Los Angeles Chargers coaching Mac Jones right now. Right. And that's and, fine. In, in which, and, and listen, I think, but I think right now, if both of us had to choose who is your next HC of the NEP, I think we would both still probably say because of what we learned this week via Tommy Curran about Gerard Mayo sitting in on the offensive coordinator interviews that I think it's probably more likely to be Mayo than it is Billy O'Brien. I don't know, but I don't know. We, neither of us knows who, who, who knows? Maybe you know what I like options. Yeah. Suddenly, instead of having a coaching staff where everybody is like duct tape and tort their way to figuring out their jobs on the fly, you have, oh my God, impressive candidates internally mm-hmm. who could be the head coach, multiple head coaches in waiting, multiple options. <laughs> you had, you had multiple punchlines and now you have multiple talents, right? That's, like, yeah. Legitimate candidates. 
if you look at this staff, depending on what happens with Matt Patricia, because, I mean, I know Tom Karn has sort of floated the idea because Patricia's Detroit contract ran out, could Patricia be out of work and, and go elsewhere? Maybe. I, I'm still working under the theory that he'll be back in some form or fashion with the Patriots. If that's the case, you'll have three former NFL head coaches on staff and likely now in roles that they're suited for. If Joe Judge looked more towards special teams, Matt Patricia more towards defense and mm -hmm. general or assistance. Just, just yeah, yeah, special advisory nonsense, right. Huey, whatever he's the Ernie now, Adams role. And now Bill O'Brien running the offense, and then you add in Gerard Mayo, seen as a rising star coach, a guy who could have interviewed for a head coaching job this year. Suddenly the brain drain is no longer draining. It is plugged up and you are just filling the bathtub, baby. There's a bunch of hair clogged in there and you are getting a bubble bath of coaching talent ready to go this year. As opposed to people, I wasn't, I was, I wasn't necessarily expecting bubble bath to get worked into today's podcast, yeah. but once again, I'm here for it as always. And bath instead bomb. of having it, having people, Patricia's a bath bomb. You get a bath bomb. You get Everybody a bath bomb. Who's bath. ready for a jazz bath. And then Bill takes off his towel and slides in. Okay. Wait, Everyone's mind's eye would love to unsee that. Thank you so much, Andy. But instead of basically people vulturing talent from the estate sale, of the previously uh, wondrous double dynastic run. Now the Patriots just went to like Costco and stocked up on legitimacy and coaching experience and candidates. And yeah, everything is going to look a lot different this fall than it did last season. Maybe it'll start to look more like it did in the past. So there'll be comfort and familiarity. And, and, and also just to hear on day one, Again, Mark Daniels did an excellent job this morning in addition to sourcing out that thing from the ESPN Plus article about the NFL executive saying mm, maybe D-Hop and Billy O could come back together if cooler heads prevail. There was also that nice little nugget on a source relaying that Mac Jones is super excited to work with Billy O'Brien. Like, that's what you want to hear. And anything that you heard to the like last year was garbage. It was complete horse feathers because we all knew by early May that linemen skill players and the quarterback were in complete turmoil over what the hell was going on. Oh, you mean Mac didn't actually like the quote unquote open conversation. That is the Patriots offense. He didn't like having, I'm teaching Joe and Joe is teaching me. We're teaching each other. He didn't love that concept of, uh, of setup or whatever you want to call it. No, that's I, you know, work. Andy, sometimes you can for, to get a job done on the computer. Sometimes you can find some open source software that someone will have just recently used and say like, Hey, you can compose word documents with this or like, Hey, I found this program. It's simple HTML, or you can do Photoshop and it's great, but it's still open source software. That's like just still in a beta test mode and might crash on you or be a complete disaster. Sometimes it's okay. Like the Patriots just did to pay a premium for like Microsoft word or Fo Adobe Photoshop or whatever it is you need to actually get the job done digitally. Like I applaud the fact that they just went out and wrote some checks to keep the talent in-house for a change. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I'm, I'm scrolling through. And it, by the way, I thought it was interesting. Like my tweet, this might be one of the most responses I've ever gotten to a tweet. Usually you just get retweets and likes mm -hmm. like, there was 130 actual responses to a Murgatroyd. Hold on one second. Let's go I ahead find and take a lot. Wow. Um, and another one of the arguments against Billy O'Brien is, and I think there's some validity here, but I don't know that it's an argument against him in, in the way that people present it, is that 
Well, finally, you're going to find out whether Mac's any good or not. Yeah, that's what I want to do. That's the point. I would love to expedite that process of finding out whether I have a franchise quarterback or whether I don't have a franchise quarterback. And I think that's one of my big takeaways from today. There's no more excuses for Mac Jones. You now have a big boy offensive coordinator. You have an offense. So don't be looking at the sideline and screaming and don't be pointing or anything like that. It's on you now. You need to measure up with the offense and the other quarterback on the other side of the field more often than not. So Mm-hmm. I like that because the last thing I want going into 2024 mm-hmm. is to still have questions about quarterback. I'd we like shouldn't have had him going into 2023, dude. And I, oh, by the okay. way, I am loving uh, reading all these replies. First of all, it's a lot of quote tweets and people don't like, I can't believe people misunderstood the fact that you just want to hear from Pats fans with your, can anyone play devil's advocate? Is there a downside to the hashtag hiring Bill O'Brien? other than those who may have desired truly fresh new offensive blood. What in the world are people clapping back at you? And seriously, even somebody like myself who, yeah, (laughs) my God. Oh, why are we the best at being the worst? But again, I, we, we just are. And God bless us for it. 